Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. It's Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. I have said it before. I'm going to say it again. There are no better words if you do morning radio than the following. Happy Friday, everybody. Friday being the end of a very long week, obviously. Not quite as good as. We'll see you again on Monday, everybody. That's not bad. That <laughs> voice is Tim Ring. He's filling in for Vinny, who's on day two of his vacation. It was neither a long week. It was only a four-day week, right? And... Mm-hmm. We won't see everybody on Monday. That is true. We will not. He will. I'll Tim, be here. Tim, the hardest working man in social. How about business. that? Yeah. 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 Uh, this is also our last broadcast for the calendar year 2022. And when you think about it, I'm sure there have been worse years to be a Valley sports fan. I'm not sure I could name one off the top of my head than the one we've just been through. Think about it. It quite literally began with that playoff loss in Los Angeles. Quite literally, an embarrassment, and the Cardinals have been an embarrassment ever since. The NBA playoffs were what they were. Arizona State football. Oh Arizona boy. State Quite football and Herm Edwards, train wreck. D-backs did their normal nada. Yeah. Coyotes. Griner ended up in a Russian prison. <laughs> right. Seriously, is there is there been a worse, less fruitful year? I mean, to be fair, two of the teams, the way they exited the playoffs were brutal, uh-huh. but two of the teams did make the playoffs. Yeah. And I feel like we've teams, had really dry years in the I last agree. couple of decades where you know none of the teams were good or something. Yeah, but 2021 gets the credit for the Cardinals playoffs. 2022 can't co-opt. The Cardinals. Yeah, that playoffs. is that is true. That's fair. Twenty twenty two can only that's true. can only can only yeah. claim the Cardinals no, right playoff that. loss. He's right about that. Yeah. So the Diamondback season was okay. The Coyotes they're moving. They've moved and they've got a future. So that's okay. But when you think about the dysfunction and the quality of those playoff losses, yeah. That's pretty bad. And you, and you think of franchises in sports that had the most drama in 2022. The Suns and the Cardinals are right up there. This Between is how the ownership traumatized. And, I'm, I'm going to drop Vinny's name real quick because this is how oh. traumatized Vinny is as a Suns fan. Okay, The other night, Luka Doncic made that amazing play where he missed the free throw on purpose, got the rebound. Vinny started making fun of Luka, how Luka celebrated that. And it's like there's Suns, there's a group of Suns fans who have been so traumatized that they have to make fun of every other player across the league. Oh, Zion Williamson's fat. He's no good. Oh, Donovan Mitchell's no good. Oh, you know what I mean? Anthony Davis is hurt it, all right, the time. Right. Well, he is hurt oh, all the right, time. But the trauma that's in the fan base. Yeah, okay. 
They're not new here, Dan, right? I, I mean, my goodness, gotta, there's yeah. so much. Well, you got to give Luka Doncic's due. Oh, I, mean, I agree. Vinny and I had it out here a couple of weeks ago about Luka. Oh, did you? Well, yeah, he made the mistake of saying he may be the best player in the NBA. Oh, yeah. and that that went over like a lead, that went over like a lead balloon. Start the show, Jared. <laughs> The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. Animal coming. Animal coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. All right, we got a busy weekend of football ahead. A great slate of games on Sunday in the NFL. Very consequential, impactful games. We've got a college football semifinals on Saturday, including a game right here in our backyard, Tim Ring. And Week 17 began last night with the Cowboys taking down the Toothless Titans. How's that for alliteration? <laughs> the Toothless Titans. Yeah. Who, who gave the Cowboys probably more of a scare than they should have. I mean, it didn't mean anything to the Titans. I, I was a little impressed with Joshua Dobbs in the, in, the, in the limited amount of the game that I watched. I knew I had to get up early today, so I kind of flipped it off at some point. Yeah, how, about right. his, how, about, how about the brains on Joshua Dobbs? Aerospace engineering? Yeah. Works for NASA and the uh-huh. part-time? That NASA and the part-time? Yeah. What a dork. What a nerd. What a nerd. Alright, the Phoenix Suns back in action tonight. They are in Toronto to play the Raptors. Never know what you're going to get from this basketball team these days. I said yesterday on the Burns and Gambo show, they are, they are now, until the All-Star break, or until Devin Booker gets back, they are the ultimate box of chocolates, Bick. It, it, it echoes exactly what you just said. I think game in and game out, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Every Unfortunately, you may you may say every game is winnable. I am definitely going to say every game is losable. losable. Yeah. And that's and that's the sad reality of it right now. They got to find a way to play 500 basketball for the next five or six weeks. Yeah, we're going to get into this basketball yeah. team. Kellen Olson brought up an interesting question yesterday, and that is, are there two windows of opportunity here that James Jones is forced to choose? between. And one would be the Chris Paul window of opportunity, and one would be whatever window of opportunity is beyond that, with this nucleus of players they have now. I don't know. And then you get a new owner coming in. Who knows what he's thinking about all this? This is going to be uh, fascinating. I've got some thoughts on that. Really? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Scotty Scheffler, the defending champion, is committed to the WM Phoenix Open, and I'm bringing that up because I can, because I like golf. Because Vince is not here. Oh, no. Hey, speaking of this, though, here's the other thing about this past year in a review. The 2022 last year's WM Phoenix Open had holes in one on back-to-back days. I remember that, yes. And you are not going to be able to throw beer all over no. everybody this year. No. They, have, they have made amend. They have made an amendment. They have. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, it got it. It got a little out of control last year, and I, I think there was a good reason for it. It was you know the first tournament in full after the pandemic. People were feeling a little nuts. To be fair, also I think the first one was sort of spontaneous, mm-hmm. emotional, exciting, and it went viral. Uh-huh. It was all over the internet, all so over it was TV. Saturday afternoon yeah. it was and, a perfect time. And yeah. then. And the rest of the tournament, everybody was trying to copy well, it. it well, a- where it got stupid was a couple of golfers at the end of the day at 16 took off their shirts and they were not in shape golfers. Yeah. And sort of waving at across. her. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Jared is and doing the impressions. The wrestling heel. Yeah. 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 And then he, you're right. And then everyone's throwing beer cans and they're like, okay, enough of 
that. We're done with this. Uh, so that's good news. Coyotes beat the Maple Leafs again. Do you see they're 18-4-2 in their last 24 games against Toronto? Yeah, they own that team. And the Coyotes, <laughs> the Coyotes, for whatever reason, play really well against the best teams in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've knocked off on Carolina and they, uh, the Colorado, Colorado the other, yep. the other night. Mm-hmm. And uh, they play their best hockey against the best. I don't know what that means, but that's good. Yeah. Four unanswered goals in the third 6-3 victory for the Coyotes last night. And finally, in the world of soccer, they are mourning the death and celebrating the life of the great Pele. It's from our generation, Tim Ring. What do you think of Pele? Well, I think I am not one to be able to sit in a chair and say Messi is better or Ronaldo is better. But I know one thing, Dan, until I've heard those names later in life, uh-huh. there was no mistake who the greatest soccer player of all time was as we grew up and reflected about his career. And, yeah. I mean, this guy was in, in movies. He was the ambassador of the game. I remember, I'm old enough to remember, you know this too, uh, for younger fans will remember when David Beckham came to the LA Galaxy and the thought was, can he, you know, make, make soccer make big. Make soccer big, right? right? Uh-huh. Pele did that same deal playing for the New York Cosmos back, uh-huh. I think it was the late 70s. That's right. Yeah. Tried, tried to attempt the same thing. So he was the first ambassador of the sport globally to play in the United yeah. States. I was going to say, until I think the movie Bend It Like Beckham came out in the early 2000s, if you didn't follow soccer, the one soccer name you knew was Pele. It was Pele. Now it's obviously become a little more popular in America. And like you mentioned, Messi, Ronaldo, and some American players and stuff. But Pele, that's why I was I was always, I always thought Pele was, uni- I thought he was Gretzky. I thought he was universally considered the greatest player ever, but I guess Messi may have passed him in some well, circles. I, I don't feel, like I said, I'm not sure I'm qualified to compare yeah, Messi and yeah, Pele. Yeah, I think with Tim on this. I, I mean, but some people probably consider him, like, real soccer people. I bet you there are still some people that consider Pele the greatest player of all time. I yeah. met Pele in Chicago. Did you? I, really? I was working at WGN as a producer. Wow. Uh, he was at an event and I went up and wow. shook his hand and said hello. And how, nice. How about that? That's how, pretty how good. How about them apples? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Finally, Jared, I don't know if you know this, but you know there's a Josh Rosen out what? there Josh Rogers? Who, who does sports impressions. Did you know that? That there's actually what? a Josh Rosen comedian? No, you didn't I didn't know, know this, that. did you? I did not know yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure it's not the actual no, Josh he Rosen? He's I, got time. I stumbled it. No, <laughs> I stumbled into it because he was doing a Skip Bayless impression. Look it up on Twitter. You'll find a Josh, Josh Rosen. Is it good? I no, I don't know. I didn't. I I didn't have time to like do a deep dive on it. I just stored it away and said, "I'll give this to you and let you deal with this." All right, we, we don't know if Pele's better than Messi. We don't know if Josh Rosen no, is a good right, impersonation right, right, guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> we don't got time for this stuff. All right, coming up on the other side, the Arizona Cardinals, Week 17, two games left. We'll get into the game against the Falcons and what are they doing starting Colt McCoy? Tim Ring filling in for Vinny. I'm Dan Bickley. You're listening to Arizona. Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. told me three weeks ago he was going to not play again, you know, so we kind of knew that. You know, he announced it, what, Tuesday? That we didn't know, but um, 
he's in good spirits and obviously he's a new father and that's important to him and his wife wants to play you know pro sports again you know so he wants to be Mr. Mom for a couple years which is fun you know but yeah I mean his 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 life story his playing career is obviously bar none. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday. Tim Ring filling in for Vinny. I am Dan Bickley. Rest of the crew here. Got a lot of ground to cover today. Arizona Cardinals heading off to Atlanta to play the Falcons this weekend. Uh, Tim, I, I don't know how many times I've gone to Atlanta to cover the Cardinals playing the Falcons. It feels like a few, four times. May, and it seems like every time that they've gone there, they've never put a game, a good game together for whatever reason. And I'm just fine with that. It, I think the Cardinals are in a weird place right now where the worst thing they could do is win a football game, and I think it's exactly what the head coach wants more than anything. So I think there's a real weird clashing of agendas right now, perceptually. Well, they haven't won there since 1994, and okay, so that that's fine. I mean, they, I, I don't know what the ac- actual losing streak is, but more importantly, let, let's, get, let's, let's get right into it. Um, I don't know what the hell they're doing playing Colt McCoy. Right. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Uh, I, yeah, I understand a, a, a coaching staff wants to win a football game. I understand Colt McCoy wants to play a football game, but this has to be an organizational decision from the top. Mm-hmm. I don't advocate an owner sticking his nose in to personnel decisions such as who starts a quarterback, but I think the meeting of the minds has to take place in a conference room and say, what is best for our football team yeah. long term? Yes. And Colt McCoy gives this team a better chance to win a football game on Sunday. But at this point, you're you're, you're, you're 4-11. I mean, we're going to start worrying about winning football games at at this point. At this point, what's best for the organization is to get the best possible draft pick. On top of that, Colt McCoy's 36 years old. He is coming off a concussion. They are playing a patchwork offensive line. It would also behoove you to give Trace McSorley as many reps as possible. That's, yeah. So you have a you have a bit of an out, if yeah. you if you will, to go out there and let Trace McSorley play. You know this notion that Colt McCoy is going to better serve himself for next year by playing these two games. Give me a break. The guy's been in the league for thirteen years. I know. I know. He There's is, nothing you need to know about Colt. McCoy. He is what he is. He's thirty six years of age. Colt McCoy's not going to. Start game one next year and be like, hey, I'll tell you what. The reason why I played so well today, I was able to play against the Falcons yeah. in week 17 last, right. last year. Well, as I pointed out, that, that made all the difference. Even if they go into the season with Colt McCoy as their starter, they're going to need a backup. So wouldn't you like to see if Trace McSorley could be that backup? Well, there's no doubt about it. And 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 more to the point, it just when you start talking about what you can get tangible out of these last couple of games, you do really need to know if this is a guy that you want as part of one of those quarterback slots next year. And the only way you're going to find that out is to continue to roll with him. You, I don't think you should risk putting Colt McCoy out there having suffered a concussion and and really getting he's he's taken a pounding in the times he's been in there. There's the there's there's the draft positioning thing, which I think is is really acute. You you could always you could think this in any situation, but to me, if if there are projected to be three great quarterbacks coming out of the draft this year, and you can get a top four pick, you're going to be in a great position to either get the best non quarterback or to trade down for a boatload of picks. Yes, and the latter only happens if you're in the top five. You you don't get those great gold mine kind of deals trading away the tenth pick. You do it for the top five or the top four, you will get that then. So there's 
everything that says start Trace McSorley on Sunday, and and I hope they get to that point because what we've heard is Colt McCoy basically say. I want to play. I want to be part of the fight. I want to be part of this team story, and I understand that. Of I, course he's going to say that. Of course I, he is. Every, I would hope every player right. wants to play. Yeah. Except for Rodney Hudson, who probably yeah. never wants to play. <laughs> and Jay Crowder. And Jay Crowder. And Jay Crowder. Who never wants to play. But uh, also... If you're Cliff Kingsbury, maybe you're nervous about finishing the season on a seven-game losing streak. Again, so this is what we're talking about here. So it, it, it comes down to, to it, it, exactly what are we trying to accomplish here. I, you can tell in watching these games, you can tell in watching Hard Knocks how bad this coaching staff needs a victory, how bad they're yearning for just a little bit of validation. Well, of course How much they are they yearning to get people off their back? Of course they are, but that's where I was kind of going. I, I was kind of joking when I said, you know, now you want to win a game. It's almost like, Cliff, you know what? You and the staff had ample opportunity to win football games. Yeah. Now, in these final two games, yeah, Mike, Mike Bidwell's mm. got to step in and say, okay, you've had your opportunities. Now I'm thinking about what's best for the organization. Yeah. What's best for the organization now is the 2023 NFL Draft. We're going to play Trace McSorley, a quarterback. Let me take it a step further, Bic. You know, Cliff may want to win a game more than more than anything. Cliff Kingsbury might not be a part of the plan in 2023. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 to be to be fair to Colt McCoy, I know he's got another year on his contract, but. Let's be honest, if you have a new GM and a new head coach, Colt McCoy might, might not be a part of their plans for next year. They might want a different stopgap quarterback. They may assess Kyler Murray as being not back in four or five games, mm-hmm. and we want to get somebody a little stronger to quarterback this team maybe for eight to ten games. Yeah. Also, let me give you another scenario. Colt McCoy is tied to Cliff Kingsbury's offense. He knows that offense. Colt McCoy is going to be 37 years of age when the season starts. If a new coach comes in, Colt McCoy may say to himself, you know what, I don't want to learn a new offense. I'm going to be 37. Maybe it's time for me to walk away. So there's there's so many different scenarios, but the one constant we do know is the Cardinals are not going anywhere. Right. Mike Bidwell's not going anywhere, and the draft is not going anywhere. Yeah, And the best exactly. thing for the Arizona Cardinals is to have the highest pick possible. So I, again, I get it. Cliff wants to win. Colt wants to win. Every player wants to win. But organizationally speaking, I just think the best thing for them to do right now is to play McSorley and focus on that draft. I, I think the fear is uh, among a lot of Cardinal fans that that the owner wants the victory as well because the owner doesn't intend on changing out the head coach. And in that regard, that would kind of soften that landing. You know, If that's and, the case, then play, play Colt McCoy and try to win these last two football games. Go 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 for it! If you, if you're not going to make a change, then you know try to try to build something for next year. To and me, start Colt McCoy it, next year, right. and, and again, it, it, that is not the path I would recommend. But as 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 many people have talked about, and as as Josh Weinfuss in that story reported, most people do see an avenue in which maybe the head coach comes back with a different GM because of all the uncertainty and instability at quarterback. Because there's so much up in the air that that they might not go full on um, house clean right now. I, I'm not down with that. That's not what I think they should do. I think they've wasted enough time already. 
and and throwing good money after bad. It's it's they've been doing this for some time now. My opinion, but it, it this is this is one of the things that that you're going to be looking for. It would be just like this team to do this. And, and I remember I remember covering the game at Sun Devil Stadium. I'm not sure if you were in town for the Josh McCown Nate Pool deal. Were you here then? Uh, no, I was, okay. I was I was back in Denver at that. Point. Okay, all right. So it, it it was an amazing play and an amazing moment. And it was such a rare victory that everybody loved it in the minute. And we were like, wait a minute, that cost us the number one pick in the draft. Now it worked out great because the team ended up with Larry Fitzgerald. But still, it's it's there is there is nothing to be gained from winning these games because I don't think you start to build momentum or culture. The only thing good that would happen is it lowers the heat on this regime. And that's purely temporary, and it's not what this team should be after right now. And again, if you can just boil it down to the player and just forget about the coach and the GM and the future and all that, it just—it's not smart if you've got a kid that you should be developing and looking at. So you can fully evaluate him at the end of the season. It's we'll find out. If Michael Bidwell, like you said, he might have to come in and say, "Cliff, I, that, start the other guy." That, that's that's kind of what I think. I mean, I, I think this has to come from from, from Michael. I think I, I, because yeah. I mean, Cliff is trying to win a football game, and, and honestly, to be fair to Cliff and to be fair to Colt, they, they, that should be their focus. That's mm-hmm. their job. Yeah, they should. True. You know, they should not be maybe thinking in in, in those terms. Uh, did, uh, did real quick? Did you see the? Uh, hard knocks this week. I did. Did you see the scene? Obviously, at the end of the Buccaneers game in the locker room, mm-hmm. uh, nothing was said. But if a picture or a piece of video could tell a thousand words, the the expressions on Mike and Cliff's face at that moment looked harsh. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I I look, think I looks, think that that closing scene when Cliff was trying to figure out what to say to this team. And the way Michael just looked at him, and Cliff was kind of stumbling on. It was it was rough. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the right adjective. Sad, rough. Um, I mean, it was emotional. It was it was tough to look at. It was tough to it watch. Was, yeah. I mean, it, it, if you didn't know better, you would have thought Mike fired him right there. Like that's how distraught they looked. Yeah, and he didn't. He would never have done that right no. in the locker room, obviously. No, but that's the way they looked. It did. Yeah. <laughs> if if it, right, if you saw that closing scene, you would not like Cliff Kingsbury's odds of coming back next year. That's, that's kind of where I'm going. Yeah. With that. No, I'm with you on that. I saw the same thing, and it was like, whoa. Yeah. All right, we're going to get back into that. I think there was uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm glad you noticed that excited too as well. Yeah. All right, on the other side, the Phoenix Suns back in action tonight. Can they hold down the proverbial fort until Devin Booker gets back? We'll discuss it next. Tim Ringen for Vinny. I'm Dan Bickley. You're listening to Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. You know, it's tough to lose Book. Um, he's he's uh, he's Book. You know, you, you've seen time and time again what he means to the team and what he, how how dynamic he makes us. But um, you know, it's 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 one of those tough spots where it could have been a lot worse. Um, you know, it, it could have been something that kept him out for the entire year. Um, and instead, it's it's something that you know is going to put him out for a month, and and we'll reevaluate it because we just want to make sure we we take our time. We're still taking a long term approach. You know, this isn't about the next two weeks or four weeks or six weeks. 
This is about the next year, four or five years, six years and beyond. And, and with that in mind, we're, we're going to make sure he's right. But for our team in the short term, it's going to require us to, to kind of hold it together. As we get a lot of our guys back, um, we should have a, a few of our guys coming back soon, and, and that should help us buoy uh, the team. But uh, there's no, no replacing what Book gives us. Welcome back. Happy Friday, everybody. Tim Ring, Dan Bickley, and that was the voice of James Jones talking about Devin Booker. And I, I tell you what, there I've heard over the last couple of days post uh, news that Devin Booker is going to be out four weeks until he's even reevaluated. I've heard the Suns do a lot of. We've checked all the boxes. We didn't make a mistake here. Uh, I'm hearing a lot. And again, when you take a look at, at this over, I won't call it an overreaction, but to say a guy is not going to be reevaluated for four weeks, to me, it's an indication that somebody done messed up the first time. And I think Devin Booker has to take some of that blame. Too. Oh, sure. I, I think uh, I, I think Book got caught up in the whole, it's Christmas night, it's a marquee game, they chose us to play, I, I want to be I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy, mm-hmm. I want to be on display, I want to go head-to-head with Jokic, it's a thrill and an honor to play on Christmas night. You know, part of the reason we're chosen to play on this game, in this game, on this day, is because we're a great team, and part of the reason we're a great team is because of me. You know, I want to be part of that showcase day. They were coming off a bad loss to the right. Grizzlies at home. You know, he, he he grew up in the era where playing on Christmas Day became a very, very, very big deal and quite yeah. the honor. And yeah, I think that, I think he got wrapped up in that, and I think he kind of convinced everybody around him that that he would be good to go. And I listen. At the end of the day, Bick, the Suns can say they checked all the boxes and he was good to go. But the reality is, if you could if you could build a fictional time machine, would he be playing in that game? No, he would yeah. not be. And what a waste of a time machine! What a waste that's of a time a, machine! That's what you were doing. Or 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 if it was a game against um, you know the Toronto Raptors in the afternoon on not Christmas Day, would he have played in that game? No. Today's game Probably specifically, no. you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on Burns and Gamble, they asked James Jones, "Is there any regret to letting Booker play on Christmas?" No, I mean, like anytime, anytime our players get hurt, um, if they're completely healthy, if they're you know banged up, if they're coming back from injury, uh, internally you always think about what can you do better. Um, that's just the nature of. Of, of the team because we never want to see our guys get hurt, never want to see our guys get injured. Um, but you try to balance that with, you know, a, a player's ability to perform and their desire to play. And, uh, you know, you just do the best you can. But for us, it's, you know, we, we're always consciously trying to make sure that we're not putting our guys at risk. And when guys get injured, you know, the, the players play, the organizations, you know, we're there to, to help and support them. So. Okay, so yeah, again, so I do think you're right. I think maybe the player has to take a lot of responsibility for this, uh, but it's left the basketball team in a real tough situation, and that is navigating what might be, you know, by the time he's ready to get back and play basketball, it might be six weeks. It might be, they might stretch this thing till after the All-Star break, although that seems to be, a, that'd be seven weeks. Um, but either way, this basketball team has got to find a way to, to click off victories, and they don't have their culture in place like they did the last couple of years. So, you, as you said earlier, you don't know what you're getting from this basketball team on a nightly basis. From no. effort to intensity to offense to shot making to bench play. 
You can you can bring a better the defense. De- you can the defense. Well, listen. Okay, so you can bring a much better defensive rebounding tenacity effort than they had in Washington. Maybe something that resembled what happened in Memphis. The problem is you just can't count on Dwayne Washington Jr. and Josh Okogi and some of these guys to deliver. Tory Craig, as as good as those guys are in their roles, you can't count on them to put up big offensive numbers to drive you on that side of the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's got to be Aiton Bridges and Paul going forward, and even that wasn't good enough against Washington. Those guys had had decent scoring nights, and it wasn't good enough. So they, they've got a real problem. I mean, their next 12 games between now and January 22nd, I, 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 I don't know where four or five wins are coming from. I mean, they, they, they may find themselves, big, realistically speaking here, they may find themselves under 500 at some point in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean they can't crawl back to the 500 mark by the All-Star break. I, I talked about it on Burns and Gamble. I, I think I think the plan here has to be, first of all, get Cam Johnson back as soon as possible to give you somebody else that can put up 25, game, 25 points in a game mm-hmm. uh, and give you some scoring pop. Uh, but the reality is, to me, they got to stay. They got to. They got to play 500 basketball by hook or by crook during this time that Devin Booker is out. Yeah, they got, they got 24 games between now and the All Star break. Yep. Nick, I, I got to tell you, I, I would. I would strongly consider keeping Booker out through the break, unless I mean. Unless he's 100% ready to go, obviously it would be mm-hmm. ridiculous to, to do that. But if there's any question, just like what we saw happen in Denver now, like, yeah. okay, because he goes down again, now you're, now you're really torpedoing the season. Yeah, no, and, and possibly his future. You don't want to make that a chronic kind of deal. Yeah, you're right about this. So between now and the end of January, there's only three games on the schedule against losing records. And so I guess math would tell you they've got to win these games, starting with tonight's game against the Raptors. Raptors are 15 and 19. The Timberwolves on January 13, they're 16 and 19. And then the Hornets are just wretched. They're 9, 9 and 26. You get them on the 24th. Those are three must-win games. The rest of them, like you said, I, I don't know. I, you've got seven road games. You've got seven home games. There's some really good teams involved here. This is going to be a real test for this basketball team. I, I, I think we've, we've seen a couple of things in this year's iteration of the Suns. We've seen games when D.A. can score. We've seen good offensive games from Mikhail Bridges. Neither one of them can do it consistently, unfortunately. Uh, I think the emphasis on it has taken Mikhail Bridges away from what he does best, which is lockdown defense. And his defense is not at the level it was last year because he... He knows he's supposed to be contributing on the other end as well. Uh, it, DeAndre Ayton said he wants to be an all-star. What better time to freaking prove it than now? Absolutely. It's and it's got to come. It's got to come each and every night, and that the you know, the vacillation of scoring nights. Ayton's been better than Bridges in that regard. Mm-hmm. He, he has been more consistent, I think, this season than he has in seasons past. But it's got to be impact scoring. You know, scoring scoring yeah, thirty points when right. the team is losing by twenty five points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't want to point the finger at him and say you're the reason. But he, he's got to. I look at it this way: Did Terry go back to his rookie year nickname, the empty stat sheet <laughs> for DeAndre Ayton? Remember that? You know what? I just I look at it this way: one of these games, preferably against a good team, you, you want to see like DeAndre Ayton put this team on his shoulders and carry them to a victory. He would not be denied. Mm-hmm. 
Like I want, I want to get to the free throw line fifteen times. I want one of those games, perhaps even a couple of those games. Listen, the thing that haunted me a little bit: Monty Williams recently said that this edge that they had against Memphis that they didn't have against the Wizards, it's been missing for about a month now. And what he's saying is the, the the sense of shared mission isn't there anymore. When this basketball team was 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 bristling for the next team to beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and acting like rabid dogs in the tunnel before games, that energy isn't the same because the culture isn't the same. Also, make the players aren't the same. And the players. I mean, aren't I mean, the let's same. be honest. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have some dudes, man. I mean, yeah, and they don't have dudes. They're, they're down Booker. They're, they're down, down Cam Johnson. They're down Campaign. Yeah. They're down. They're down Jay Crowder. Uh-huh. Like you know what? They haven't had Jay Crowder. They still they do, they are down Jay Crowder mm-hmm. because not only do they not have him, they haven't replaced him. Yeah. Right. So to me, they are down Jay. Crowder, and they and you look at last year, they're down JaVale McGee. I mean, they are down significant pieces. You know, it's not like just because you put on a purple Suns jersey, you are automatically mm-hmm. you know a competent, great player in this league. So they are trying to win. I mean, there are times, Bick, you look out on that court when the second unit's in there, it's Josh Okogie and 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 Bismack Biombo, and it's it, there, there's a lot of lack of scoring pop in, yeah. uh, in those, a lot of hustlers. Yeah, you know, they're out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all love Josh Okogie. We all love Damian Lee. We all love Dwayne Washington Jr. Jock Landell. It's very rare for any of those guys to even have two. Really good games in a row. That's a good point. That's yeah. I, listen, I can't argue with that. Yeah, they. I mean, they'll 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 have good nights, but eventually, they, like I say, guys regress to the means, and they're no they're, doubt they're you know they're who they are. All right, week seventeen in the NFL is going to be a good one. We'll tell you about it next. Tim Ring in for Vinny. I'm Dan Bickley. You're listening to Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash Marks. All right, we've got a very interesting weekend in the NFL. A lot of games with a lot of implications. We'll start with the last one first. There's a lot of people who believe that if Joe Burrow is going to win the MVP award, his moment's going to happen this week. In in Buffalo against jo- – well, maybe the game's in Cincinnati. It's actually. in Cincinnati. It's in actually, Cincinnati, yeah. but it's against Josh Allen and the Bills. So there's, the, so there's a great quarterback matchup with possible MVP considerations. Now, that might be short-selling Patrick Mahomes because it's not Joe Burrow or Josh Allen in terms of who's the front runner, but people think the way the Bengals are playing now and the way Burrow is coming on, that if he goes and wins this game and and balls out in this game, that he might take this thing. It'll leave a lasting impression, will it not? Sure. I mean, not only do you have the the MVP race kind of crystallizing, you, know, you also have that number one seed. I'm, I mean, if, if the Bengals win this game, they'll be 12 and four. The mm-hmm. Bills will be 12 and four. I believe the Chiefs are also where are they at? They're, they'll they'll be thirteen and three. So mm-hmm. now they'll 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 own that that top spot. Big the top spot is as big now as it, it's ever been. Thanks to they're the only team that gets a buy. I know. I know. I mean, so not only getting those games in Arrowhead, which I guess didn't help them last year, but still, you get you, not only you get those games in Arrowhead, you uh, <laughs> you're the only team that gets a buy. So. 
that's a big game for Cincinnati in that regard, and a huge game for Buffalo. Yeah. So, so you know, you got the MVP race, and you've got the you've got the race for the number one seed in the AFC. And and that number one seed, as you said, for for people who are like, what this this happened last year when they expanded the playoffs to seven teams, it it made the math not work anymore. So only one team gets a first uh, gets a buy in each conference, which is quite a prize. Quite a prize. Quite a prize. And now. This is what makes the AFC so great in my, in my mind. Far, far more interesting and compelling than the, than the NFC, just because I think you have three legitimate teams that can probably come out of that conference and win the Super Bowl. I also think all three of those quarterbacks are more than capable of going on the road yes. and winning a football game. Yeah. So while you want the home field advantage, whether you're Buffalo or Kansas City, I don't know if Cincinnati, I guess Cincinnati technically could still could still get it if they if things break their way. But I also know Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes all can go on the road and win that football game. It's true. To get to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, I know your right Bengals have won seven in a row. At, at a certain point, they were four and four. And coupled with the Rams, I remember people saying that these are the worst defenses of conference championships ever in the NFL, that both of these teams might miss the playoffs. Now, the Rams went downhill from there. Yeah. And somehow the Bengals really snapped into it to where Joe Burrow is showing that he is legit, legit superstar. Everything we sort of like were hoping Kyler Murray would prove mm-hmm. this year, follow up, you uh-huh. know, a, a good year. But, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, and it's amazing when you look at, at their head coach and how their quarterback has lifted Zach Taylor up to a level of job security. Because there was a time when Zach Taylor was floundering a bit, too. Um, See, I look at this, and you know I'm a sucker for ambiance in football games. Hate indoor football games. To me, I would love to see the AFC Championship game being played in Buffalo. That would be the scene, to me. It would be fantastic. Wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, really... Arrowhead too, but we've seen we've that. We've seen that. We've seen that a bunch. Yeah, we've seen that a bunch. Buffalo would be great. Mm-hmm. In fact, I called it Rich Stadium the other day, and I'm like, that's probably no longer correct. We actually, had, <laughs> we actually, Burns and I had to look uh-huh. it look it up. Do you guys know what it's called? No, <laughs> exactly. I don't. It's like Highmark Stadium. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Good to Highmark know. Stadium. Some, yeah, something like that, or Highball Stadium. Oh, Highmark. <laughs> Listen, I, I've been I've been to Buffalo for a football game once, and I I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready for what I was going to see, and I wasn't. It, 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 the tailgating happens everywhere, so you're on your way to the stadium, and there's just people partying everywhere but there's also there's also a lot of bad language on signs there's the, they they go blue in buffalo with their yeah. signs like it's, it's kind of cool it's like right in the middle of a neighborhood yes it's yes, like there's it houses is. on one that, side of the right. street and then it's like wrigley field it's like the stadium. yeah it's like lambo or wrigley yeah so that would be a great scene so uh, selfishly that's where i want the afc to go through i want the afc to go through buffalo that to me is one of the great stories left in sports i think the vikings their fan base has got an equal share in that, but it's not the same as Buffalo. You know what I mean? They don't feel they don't feel as cursed. I guess maybe because their curses happened a little before the Buffalo had those four in a row losses, the right. miracle, right. the Music City miracle. But you're right. Minnesota's had it just as harrowed a history, and they've ne- also never won a Super Bowl, right? No. Yeah, and they're and, they, and they've also lost four of them. 
That would be but a very spread yeah, out right, over time. Right. And that would be a very interesting Super Bowl because you knew some it was sort of like when the Cubs played the the Cleveland baseball team at the time. And that like so one of these cursed win. franchises yeah. is gonna yeah. win. Yeah, but see I don't think I'd like that. See that that lowers the stakes. Then you don't have right. one to truly right. root yeah. for. Yeah. Who uh who who are you adopting in the NFC? Who do you want to see well, get out of I, the NFC? Who do I wanna see? Uh-huh. I I mean, it's looking more and more to me like like if Jalen Hurts is, is healthy and good to go, that they are the best team. I I am not a Minnesota fan. Mm-hmm. I, I think the 49ers may actually have the best team, but could I see a rookie quarterback navigating the NFC playoffs? Uh-huh. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe or would Jimmy Garoppolo make an appearance deeper into the playoffs to try to? Get them over the final hump. Would that be something? What, what do you do with that job? If Brock Purdy takes you to the NFC Championship game, are you, right? Well, are you winning because do you take of the him? Ball from him? Are you winning because of him, or are you winning in spite of him? That's that's going to be the question. I I, I, I got to tell you, if this is a, this is a great dilemma, right? Because if you if you make the NFC Championship game, and let's just say for S's and G's, you have to go on the road uh, and play in Philadelphia, uh-huh. right? You can say giggles. I can't say S's and giggles. S's and and giggles. (laughs) You got, Mm. so you're going on the road and you're going to a very tough place to play in the cold of Philadelphia and that fan base against a very, very good team and Garoppolo's ready to go, right? Mm -hmm. Do you put your rookie quarterback in that scenario or do you put the veteran guy who's Won a playoff game against Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. He's yeah. won an NFC Championship game. He's quarterbacked a team in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. You know, he's played uh-huh. for Bill Belichick. He's uh-huh. played for Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that, and he's been, he, you know, he's been through the wars. I, but if Brock Purdy's playing well, you know, I, or, or, yeah, listen, I, that, I mean, that's, I, I, I've heard, you know, the national guys kind of kick this around and I've heard b- different opinions on it. So it that to me says, you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to have a tough, and John Lynch probably too. They're going to have, they they may have a tough decision on their hands. Yeah. So I I never thought I would say this because I have never ever in my life liked the 49ers. They were always like you, you know, Ditka's Bears were up against them for a while, and then you know, covering out the Cardinals for a while, going to those games at Candlestick, their fans were just so obnoxious. Do you remember when Ditka threw the big wad of gum at oh, the 49ers? Yeah, fans? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've always been inclined. Did not like anything about that franchise. I so love their football team as it's currently constructed. I am so jealous. That's the kind of football team I want. A team full of aggressive, angry, hair-on-fire playmakers that will run right through you. There's a physicality to the 49ers that I find exhilarating. And it was built by a GM who has an eye for talent Mm -hmm. and an aggressive nature who went out drafted well, and who he couldn't draft, he just went out and acquired. Mm-hmm. Just think, it, they, it can, it can they be done. wasted. They completely wasted a high first-round pick, and they're still this good. Can you imagine with that? Trey Lance. Right, they if they would have used either the, the picks they used to trade up or that pick on any other player that contributes, yeah. imagine how good they'd be. Yeah. And maybe in four years, Trey Lance is freaking awesome. And yeah, then he Well, we don't know yet. He's not even going to be. I don't, the, what, do if any he, of us, what if he is, though? Do any of us? You talk about a dynasty. Do you think he'll even be on the 49ers next year? Who Trey Lance? Yeah. After, yes. yes. After what yes. they, you can't, you can't. Now I don't think everyone's Jimmy saying Garoppolo Tom will be Tom there. Brady's going to be the quarterback. Aaron no. Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. 
Jimmy G will come back. Brock Purdy. I've heard every name except Trey Lance for next year. If Tom Brady is the quarterback, Trey Lance will still be on that team. Be the backup. Yeah. He'll Very be, similar play. Listen, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Favre for five years. I mean, Trey Lance can sit for a few Everyone years. points to the one example that happened 20 years ago. <laughs> With Aaron Rodgers, but why I, I don't think that happens want anymore. Tom Brady, right now, we just—that's what I don't want in the NFC playoffs. I don't want to see um, slog football, and at the end of it all, there's Aaron Rodgers going there's up Tom against Tom Brady. Oh, after all this, after all of this, yeah, to like an eight and nine team versus a nine and eight right, team, right? Yeah, in the championship yeah. game, you think Brady's washed now, huh? Sure, look like it to me. That 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 miss of Julio Jones on the opening drive, that, that kind of throw, I don't know how many people listening have watched a lot of Tampa Bay football this year. That's that's happened a lot. Yeah. Brady's yeah. missed a lot of guys and, like that. Right, and and he would never miss those guys like that in the past. He just he just looks like a forty he looks like he's starting he looks like he's starting to show his age. And what are you gonna do about that, right? I don't know. I just again, he, uh, that last drive in overtime, it, that looked like the old Tom Brady, but it's Getting a getting through a postseason with them, I don't know. Their offense is be, their offense is brutal. I mean, it's just brutal. It's, I mean, it was, they're dreadful to watch. They are dreadful to watch. It, it's just you. Th- you think we don't like the dink and dunk stuff? There, that's that's really all they do. Unbelievable. All right, coming up on the other side, the Arizona Cardinals in Atlanta this week, and we're going to get into some other storylines as it results to our football team. Tim Ring filling in for Vinny. I'm Dan Bickley. You're listening to Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.